The Gardening Hour podcast on BBC Essex with Ken Crowther. Hello, I'm Ken Crowther and this is the BBC Essex Gardening Hour podcast. Don't forget, you can subscribe to this podcast on the BBC Sounds app. This week, I'll be taking your calls on everything from shrubs, scams and also lots of grass questions. I've also got some top tips on things you could be getting on with in the garden, plus, of course, my plant of the week. We go straight to your calls, and this week we start with Grace in Pitsy. Yeah, good morning. Good yeah, morning. about then. the Hebes, yep. the burgundy one. Can I cut them down now a little bit, please? Right. Now, um, Hebes are a little bit... Um, you know, how, how big is it? No, let's go to how big it is and how old it is. Well, it's quite old, 10, 15 years. Yep. I, have, I do cut it down now and again, yes. Right. The thing is that we are forecast a few frosts in the week, so, you right. know, fr- you can get frost damage on the new growth that will appear after you've trimmed them. Right. Um, in quite honestly, I'm doing a bit of trimming like that at this moment, but don't be too harsh. Does no, that... OK then, yeah. lovely. And don't yes. forget, and... the other thing about it is any shrubs, you know, give them a good feed. They deserve a bit of food, don't they? Yes, yes, yes. Is, is that all right? <laughs> Anything else yes. for you? Yeah, lilies. I've planted up some lilies in a pot. I bought a bag of lily bulbs. Lovely. And they, some of them are sprouting, so I've That's put right. those in little pots indoors because I haven't got a greenhouse. Mm-hmm. So lily... they're all right until... Yeah, lilies. May, lily, the end well, of April. You could you could put them out a bit earlier. I, uh, lilies will take a little bit of a bashing um, of frost. They'll just get the um, the tops will just get touched, but it won't right. hurt them too much. Lilies you can plant out at this time of the year. Yeah, so okay, I wouldn't worry then. too much. But if you're protecting them and getting them going, you'll get an early show, won't you? Probably, yeah. yeah. And also, one more, very quickly. That's Is right. it too late to cut me lavender back, trim the lavender back? I well, forgot. You, you should. Has it got <laughs> dead heads on it? Uh, well, it's got spikes. You yeah, know they're, the dead, they're the dead heads. So, yeah. yes. The oh, an- yeah, yeah. Well, the answer really is that um, I would, quite honestly, just lightly trim it, even though you've forgotten it. And then after <laughs> flowering, don't forget... Do it. To do it then. <laughs> in all in the autumn, yeah, and, okay then. All right, do it after yeah. flowering, which is late summer, and you'll be yeah. fine. But do do a little bit over the top, but not too harsh because you'll lose your bloom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay then, thank you very much. Okay, Grace has given us a call on 0800 111 That's the number to call. You can text me here in the studio, just as Barbara from Shoebury Ness has. And she's, called, she's texted us on 81333 and she's popped Essex on the front. We're talking to Midge from Romford. Midge. Oh, hello, dear. Hi. I'm ringing up for a friend. Yeah. Um, we think, I'm not sure if it's a hoax or not, She's got some very nice anemones in her front garden. Oh, right. She's purported to have had a letter from the um, RHS saying they like the look of her anemones and want to bring a party along to have a look at them. Now, do you reckon that's a scam? Because I would have thought it was posher paper. There's no telephone number or anything on it. So what has it got an address on the paper or not? Um. No, it just says, you know, a horticultural society. And I said to my friend, I'm sure that's a scam. I mean, if you're going to get a crowd of people come and look at your garden, you can, you can, they're going to phone her again, they said, and, and make, get permission to come and see her. 
The thing I would do if mm. I were her is yeah. has it got a name on the bottom of the piece of paper, do you know? Can't read it. You can't read it, it's just you a can't quick... read it. Yeah. I would ring the RHS, they're in London. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You can find a London number for their offices. Or even ring Hyde Hall. They might yeah. be able to help you. One of their officers or perhaps the curator at Hyde Hall, which is our local garden, yeah. and say to them that this is what you've received. Would they ever do that? Because I mm. doubt it like you do. Yeah. Um, and check it up that way. I mean, I recently had, funny enough, I had an email that I was suspicious about. And what I did is I didn't answer the email. I rang the people and said, All right, would yeah. you have sent an email out? And they said, oh, yes, we do send emails out. I said, well, fine. Mm. And they said, how to identify whether it was genuine or not. Yeah. And so you need to actually just phone the Royal Horticultural Society. But I am similar to you. I don't know whether someone's paying a prank or something. It, it, well, this is what I wondered. I mean, it's it was like cheapy paper. I mean, I would have thought someone like that would have been nice paper. If you you'd normally RHS would. Mean, yeah. RHS has got nice headed paper. Um, I'm trying to think of the colour. I think it's in green. The the headings. Um, yeah. But definitely, I, it doesn't sound quite right to me. No. All right? Thank you very much. Can you let us know, Midge? I know it's not you, it's your friend, but can well, you, I will Midge, let you know, yes. Let us know what happens. We'd be interested to know, OK? I will let you know, definitely. And if anybody else has had a, a, a sort of funny letter like Midge, let us know. That number to call is 0800 111 That's the number to call whatever you're thinking about doing in your garden. And uh, I'll be reminding you of a few extra things that we want to put on the podcast as well in the future on my way through this hour's programme. Gardening, yes, here at BBC Essex, 0800 411 Martin in Great Cornard, is it? It is. Hello, well Martin. Right. Are we talking lawns or grass, or what are we talking about Grass, today? OK, so um, my front garden, grass, is um, atrocious. Um, it was never laid right when we moved in because um, yep. it was a new build property about 10 years ago. Um, right. I don't think it was ever laid right, um, the ground prepared properly. So it's gone ever so patchy. The cats have ruined it. You know what it's like. Um, yep. And, it, and it, you, you know, you cut it. It looks all right when it's long, but as soon as you cut it, it's just a mess. Okay. So I want to get rid of it. We, and I just need to know. Are you going to put a new way. one or are you going to get rid of it? No. I'm just going to get rid of it. We want to put slate stone down. So okay. it's really a case that I'd rather... I'm trying to create as little as work as possible. So right. do I just... Um, you want to know how to do it... You want to know how to do it properly, yes? Yeah. Yes? <laughs> Give me some choice. Right. No problem at all. If you want to do slate or an aggregate of some sort, yes, the first yep. thing you need to do is kill the lawn and any weed that is in it. Yeah. Use a glyphosate-based product. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Roundup is now covering a, a range of, of products, but you need to look for glyphosate because that's the best thing that you can use. It's safe to okay. use. Uh, yeah. Once it's dry on, dry on the ground, even the cats won't be hurt with it at all anyway. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That will take a fair bit of time because it's still cold at night so it's not working rapidly at the moment so don't be in a yep. rush see that you yep. kill all the weeds first then yep. then really you need and then trim off your lawn you could actually okay. go straight over the top now i don't know whether the grass is too high against the surrounding paving is it or not 
Um, it could probably do with a trim. So should I just trim the thing down first and then spray it? No, do your spray first. Kill the weed okay. first. Kill okay. the weed first, then trim. It's going yeah. to take you a little while to get there. Then trim. Then see if any more reed em- weed emerges. Then yeah. treat that. Yeah. Then you need to buy a landscape membrane. Yep. Yeah. I've got some of that. Good. Pin that in. I use just yeah. nails. If you haven't got the wires and the pucker pins, you can just use six-inch nails. That works quite well. Um, yeah. Pin that in, and then you see that you cover it in a good layer of aggregate. Um, okay. Don't use a fine aggregate, because if the cats are already ruining your lawn, they will, they'll ruin your aggregate as well. So okay. slate works quite well. If not, go for a larger stone. Cool. That All sounds right. good. I then, can do that. Then if any weeds emerge... They'll have grown in the aggregate and on the membrane, so you can just pull them out. It's as easy as that. Pull them out, yeah. All right? Cool. Yeah, now that sounds like a plan. I will get that done. Okay, Martin, all the very Thanks best. Very Thank you. And they are. there's a man who wants to get rid of his lawn. I tell you what, after last summer, I reckon that uh, I would have got rid of my lawn as well in some places. They've been destroyed. Let's go over to Loughton. Loughton, an area I know quite well. Anne, how can we help you? Oh, hello there, Ken. What can we Hello? do for you? What can we do for you? Uh, what it is, I've got two hibiscus trees in my garden. You sure they're hibiscus? One, hibiscus, yeah. So they're shrubs, One large is shrubs. About, is it a large shrub? Yeah, no, yeah. it's a tree. It, hibiscus, is it? No, it's something else. Tell me more about it. Well, what it is, it's seven foot tall. Yeah. And I've got one that's about three foot tall. One is a white tree and one is a pink. Pink. Is this uh, the fla- flowers? Is this... Right. What are the, the flowers like? Seven foot. What are the flowers like? They're like um, around uh, just a, a, a white outside and like pink inside. Is it a trumpet shape? No, it's just like a big tree, big tree. No, 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 no. The flower. The flower. Oh, the flower is like a round shape. They were pretty, a round shape they were. Are they trumpet shape or not? Um, I would say yes. So it could be hibiscus. OK, let, let's move on and reckon it's hibiscus. What would you like to know? Well, what it is, Ken, um, yep. last year I had a lovely bloom on the heart, the seven-foot one, but not a leaf or not a flower on the small one which is a white one. I have fed it. I have fed them in March. I did feed them. But what it is, on the end where the flower is, yep. it's like a hard, just a hard dead piece bud. of... Yes. It's a dead bud. Well, if you've got it's no not, leaf... Right. If it's, if it, when did, Hang on. When did it last produce leaf? Last year? Yes. And there's no leaf yet? Not on the small one. You're a little. There's you no, could. There's you, nothing on either of them. You could be early. You could be expecting something that isn't coming till later. If it's a hibiscus, they they do come later. Oh, okay. So don't yeah, be. That, that be, is true. Yes, they do come later in the year, don't yeah, they? They might not leaf up till May. So April, May. So wait a month before you do absolutely anything. But it's no good feeding them until no. they've got leaf off bloom because the feed will not okay. do any good at all. Oh, okay. So you're wasting your food at the moment. Oh, okay. Come back to me in about a month and let me know yes. whether the, how they're getting on. How about that? And we can go from there. Yeah, you have helped me in the past. All right. Is that okay? Yes. 
All right, then. OK, Amber, I think you're a bit ahead of your time on that one. Am I? Because yeah. all the others, because it's a 100-foot garden, all the others are all coming out, you know. Okay. Beautiful. But right. them two are just dormant. <laughs> sit, sit tight and watch it, and then let all me know. All right. OK? All right, Ken. Thank, Thank you, you very much. It's time now for Plant of the Week. And I've chosen this week Circe Siliquestrum. Yep, Judas tree. It's a deciduous tree. And at this time of the year, it's a huge display of sort of purpley pink flowers. Five petals in each flower, but they appear all the way up the stems. Absolutely fantastic. The leaves appear after the flowers, and then you get a sort of flattish pod that hangs down. Quite interesting, the way it hangs. Well, we're always talking about edible flowers. Well, believe it or not, the flower, yes, the flowers of Judas tree or Circes are edible. Uh, they've got a sort of fruity, sweet, acid taste. Some like them, some don't. Anyway, is it easy to grow and how big does it grow? Well, it, it will grow quite big. Over sort of uh, 20 years, it will grow about 20 foot foot high, but you can keep them trimmed. And so keep it as a l very sort of large, bushy, multi-stem tree. Equally, over a long period, it could grow 15 foot wide, but you don't let it. You keep it as a controlled, bushy tree, and it will give you a fantastic display. It doesn't like waterlogged ground, but then what does, in all honesty, can tolerate full sun, partial shade, and if you want to try propagating them ever, if you've got one or your mate's got one, you can propagate them from seed. Yes, remember those seed pods that hang down. And, of course, um, the wood. If you ever see one cut down, the wood is worth having if you're a carver because it is a hardwood, but it's got a superb grain. Absolutely gorgeous. Now, we've talked about why you would plant it in your garden because it's spectacular at this time of the year. But where did the name Judas tree come from? Well, it's said that Judas Iscariot hanged himself from this very tree. Yes, it came from southern Europe and eastern parts. So they are. That's where it originated from. Who knows? Judas tree, it has different definitions in different languages. So, But that's how I believe that possibly that's how it got its name. So go on. Go out. Look for a Circus. Pop it in your garden if you've got enough room. Not if you've got a tiny garden, but if you've got a reasonable-sized garden, Circes could be the one for you. You'll spot them in garden centres and nurseries because they're in flower at this very moment. Go on, spoil yourself. Let's go straight back to the phones now and talk to June from Malden about your amaryllis. Hello, June. Hello. Um, no, a friend bought me an amaryllis plant three Christmases ago. Yeah. First year it flowered, last year it didn't, but this year I've had to move it. I wondered if it was a record. It measured from the top of the bulb to the top of the flower 30 inches. Wow, that's something, isn't it? That is something. Is, I don't, well, I've never seen anything so big. They are really impressive. I mean, for a, for a sort of... Um, you know, you buy your bulb or you get given a bulb and you think, oh, yeah, it'll produce a flower. But actually, what you get from it are superb, aren't they? And they sit there for a long time and give you a lot of pleasure, don't they? I know, but I just... Well, as I say, the flowers were about seven inches across as I well. I can imagine. It was absolutely fantastic. And I, I just couldn't believe how big they got because... 
the first one was about 12 or 13 inches. Yeah, there you go. You see, you've well, got a magic. Big, then. You've obviously they can grow really big. Yes. Now oh, the thing right. is, when you as your flower finished. Yes, it has. But somebody did take a photo of it. Well, the lady that bought it for me a couple of weeks ago. Oh, send it in. We'll have a look if you yeah, if you got a picture. I will do. As I yeah. say, it was absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. Okay. Now All just right, then. just hang on. Hold tight, oh. though. You know, you said it didn't flower last year. When yeah, no, the, the leaves were, but the leaves were absolutely right. Well, about re- two foot. Just the leaves were about two foot long. Right now, this is what you have to do. You've left the stem up. You take the head off. Have the head gone? Well, the flowers are finished now. Yes. And what have you done with the stem? Left it? I've just still left it in the right. You know, if, in the, if it tries the, to produce any seed, knock the seeds off because you don't need those. When right. that when that stem yellows, cut that off and then still feed your plant because what you're doing is feeding the bulb ready for next year. Right. That's probably where I went wrong then. <laughs> Keep feeding it. All right? All right then. Lovely. Uh, Thank you very much for your help. Good to hear from you. And we go straight to Michael from Braintree. Michael, what oh, can we do for morning, you? Morning, Ken. Hi. Morning, Ken. Nice to hear from you. I've just been listening to your programme there. Uh, I've got a camellia, Ken. Yeah. I've had it for about three or four years. I've moved it around to get the right position. I think I've found the right position, but it never seems to grow any taller. I cover it during the winter with a fleece. It produces need... lovely blooms, blooms at this time. Right. But it doesn't grow any taller. Okay. I've Let's... fed it. Right, with, hang on. Um... Right, firstly, have you got in the right position? It does not get morning sun. It doesn't get full morning sun. It, it gets sh- semi-shade. It shouldn't get right. You, the most it important doesn't thing, yellow. The leaves don't yellow. No, you know, nothing keep... to do with the leaves. It's the blooms. The blooms will get burnt if it gets morning sun. So that's right. the first thing okay, for then. anybody growing camellias. You don't need to cover it during the winter because a camellia is a hardy shrub. Got it, Ken. Yep. So you don't need to do that at all. Um, okay. Now, if it's not growing, what are you feeding it with? And is it? do you keep it moist all year? I'm feeding it with bio, uh, what they call it, the um, non-acid um, an, feed. An acid feed, yes? Non-acid feed, isn't it? It's an acid feed, actually. Acid not feed, yes. Acid yeah. feed. That's right. right. That's quite good. What I would also do is buy some... Have you got a general fertiliser that you use around the garden at all? Oh, general fertiliser, yeah, sure. Put a bit of that round, a granule, something like Gromor, Vitax, anything like that. Put a bit of that round as well. Just right. put it round... Just fork it lightly into the top of the soil. Don't dig gotcha, it in yep. too much. And then after you've watered it really heavily, and I mean really heavily, then get a mulch of either composted bark or your own compost and hold the moisture around the roots, and that will help it no end. I'll do that, Ken. Yep, thanks ever so much. That's all right. Pleasure. Thanks. And then it'll start growing. Will it start growing a bit taller? I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for you, and you should as well. Yep. Thanks ever so much, Ken. <laughs> okay. Nice to hear from you. Yep. Thank you. All much. the best. That's uh, Michael from Braintree, and we go to Carol in Colchester. Colchester. Right? Yep, that's right. Hello, Carol. Um, hi. I've just been listening to the gentleman who wants to get rid of his lawn completely, and yes. you mentioned a product that would kill everything right. off. Well, but you I'm... didn't spell it out. No, there, there is a bit of a problem here because what I used to recommend, uh, they, they're using the name to cover all their weed killers, whereas I used to say, oh, go and buy Roundup. Roundup mm. now covers a range of weed killers, so I can't tell you to buy that. So you have to... Buy a product that has glyphosate in it. Um, now, 
Can you spell right. that? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. G L Y. G L Y. And I think it's P H O S A T E. But if you just say it similar, like glyphosate, they will know what you mean in a garden centre or nursery. Glyphosate. That's absolutely brilliant. I have now, actually. Sorry. I was just going to say, be careful. It's just a reminder. Glyphosate needs careful handling, purely yeah. because anything green that it touches, it will kill. Yeah. It is neutralised when it touches the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a great, it's a good weed killer. It's the only one left to us, uh, in all mm. honesty. But you do need to see that you spray carefully and shield any plants that you don't want to get it onto. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that, yeah. It's just that, like that gentleman, it's my daughter's lawn, and she's lived there 10 years, and we have tried absolutely everything to get the lawn up to scratch, and we've just given up now. We're going to get rid of it, and um, as you say, start again. Yeah, start again. And if you are starting again, rather than having membrane and gravel, is she going to actually have a new lawn? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's best to kill it off first completely and then cultivate it thoroughly and add some new fresh loam and a bit of fertiliser before you do anything. All right? Yep, there we do that. Thanks a lot, And if if she's got any problems, she can give us a call as well, can't she? Okay, then, thank you. Okay, that's Carol from Colchester talking about weed killers there. And we go on to Susan from Acton across the other... Oh, Acton in Suffolk. Is it near Sudbury? It is, that's correct, it is near Sudbury, yes. How can we help you, Susan? Um, we've got two aces, really, that have outgrown their pots. And we want to know when it's best to plant them, to replant them, whether Ooh. to wait till next year now, or yeah. is it about the right time? Well, it's starting to, they're starting to bud, aren't they? There's, are they oh, showing yes. bud? Yes. I think you could just about get away with it, but you'd have to do it literally straight away. Mm, so maybe wait till next year. Wait till next year and do it. I'd still do it late winter or early autumn when they've dropped all their leaf, or late winter, not right. during the middle of the winter. Well, use a John in his then. use a John in his compost. Try and get a John in his acid based, you know, uh, acid based John in his compost, and that would work really well for you. Brilliant, lovely. Right. One other question. Yeah, uh, we've got a camellia. It's been uh-huh. in a pot. It's about. Three foot tall. Yep. It's been in the same pot for the last four years. We feed it, water it regularly, but it's never flowered. Right. Um, I. Does it produce any buds at all? None at all. No buds at all, and it's None three years, three years old or three foot high. How old? Three foot high, um. and it's been in this pot for four years. Oh, it should be flowering. Right. Yeah. What I suggest you do is um, feed it normally now, yeah. from now on. When you get to June, early July, end of June, July, uh, start feeding it with a tomato food on a regular basis. I mean, every 10 days. See that the plant doesn't dry out at all. Yeah. And that's the most important thing, that you don't let it dry out. Let it dry out. Yeah. All right. Lovely. Thank you very much for your advice. Okay. Thank you. Oh, oh, hang on. Keep yes. keep feeding it until September. Sorry, I didn't say that, did I? Keep feeding it <laughs> with with the yeah with the tomato food all the way till September. Lovely. Thanks okay. a lot. Okay, Susan. That you is bye. Susan from uh, Acton near Sudbury in Suffolk. We don't mind talking to you anywhere, anywhere, anytime. Don't forget, you can find us on the BBC app, the Sounds app. And don't forget, we're also available on FM and DAB. The Gardening Hour with Ken Crowther. Give us a call now, 0800 111 4041. 
You can also email me, ken.crowther at bbc.co.uk or text me, 81333, and start your message with the word Essex. I'm going to Reg in South Ockenden. Sounds like aces are popular today, Reg. Ken, I don't know whether I've done something wrong. Um, I heard a guy phone in last week and said he's won. He'd moved into a bigger pot, which I'd done mine about two or three weeks ago. That's okay. I'd done. I put iracacia soil in it. That's fine. No, that's fine. No, he he said John Innings. So no, I'm saying if you preferably use a John Innings ericaceous one. And oh, this was the, just, oh, well, I don't know what make it was. No, but, uh, you, it no, 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 hang on. John Innes is a soil-based compost, but you can buy an ericaceous one. It's not sold in many places. The reason we talk about using a soil-based compost, they generally will last longer, they're heavier, and they, have a, they produce a better root system, in my opinion. If you've oh. done it in ericaceous compost that you've bought, which is a peat-based or organic-based one, yeah. don't worry. That is fine, Reg. You've done oh. okay. You've done oh, it right. I've done it all wrong because I've moved no. three of them all into bigger pots. And, no, and you've done it spot on. Yes, spot okay. on. Right. The other thing is, one quick thing, yep. is last year I chopped down a hawthorn hedge. Yes. I shredded it all into little chips. What can I do with it? Can I dig it in the ground, put it in a compost heap, or, or what can I do use with it for? Mix, mix it in your compost heap and n- use it then next year. Oh, okay. So, right. so it'll be all right to use next year, yeah? Yeah. Fine. Thank you very much. Thanks, Okay. Ken. All the best. Bye. Now, uh, I've got a little note from Maureen in Canvey Island. She's having a terrible time. She's got a paraffin greenhouse heater that fills her greenhouse up with soot. Shouldn't laugh, should I? Um, and uh, she turns it down because that is the way you do a greenhouse heater if it's smoking. And then, of course, it's gone out. And she's got seeds planted, don't want to lose them. Too many to bring indoors. Now, my question would be, Maureen, is it a new greenhouse heater or is it an old greenhouse heater? The wick needs cleaning. It has, to me, what's happened to your wick is it's run out of paraffin and gone out on its own. The wick now will be hard and tough. And what you need to do is clean the wick of that greenhouse heater. If it's very old, go out and buy another one and look after your seeds. Sorry, Maureen, but that's coming on an email and we'll try and answer some more emails as well. But if I don't get round to all your emails, I do try and answer them uh, eventually. I do get to you. I'm going to go back to the phones because the phones are on 0800 4041. It's as simple as that. And uh, don't forget that... Uh, you can also text us into the studio, 81333, pop Essex on the front. Let's go back now to the phones and talk to Martin from Ipswich. Hello, Martin. Hi, Ken. How are you doing? Oh, we're fine. What are you up to today? Oh, well, I'm just tidying out the garage, but I've called about a problem with my cherry tree. I've yes. sent you an email with a picture of it on. It's ah, Martin, these, um, here we are. Here we are. Hang on, hang on. I don't, I don't always get to these early enough. Picture yeah. attached. Here we go. Yes, what's happened to it? Uh, I've tied a bit of string round on one half just to show you um, the point at which one half of it has died. So it's oh. a duo fruit string. Fruit, fruit, oh, it's, it's a duo. And uh, Moreno. Yep. And half of one side has died. Okay. Above the point where I've tied the string on it. Oh, I see. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
So you've ended up with how many? How many? It's a triple. All dead, and it's all it's, you know, right. Havoc, really. Cut that bit back to where it's alive. Yeah. Because there is some bud on the right hand side as well, isn't there? Oh yeah, there's plenty of bud on both. I mean, it's it's one of these ones I bought it online, and they're very good. You know, you can send it back and get a new one and all the rest of it. But actually, it's not. It's only that bit that's dead. The rest of it's done really well. Cut that bit off. Normally, you wouldn't prune a cherry until after flowering, but quite honestly, in, in that condition, I would just knock that bit off that's dead right. and then look after the other two. And I think what you've done is quite sensible, holding those in towards... Hold the other piece in as well, I would, with cloth, yeah. a cloth and a, a piece of uh, a tie just to hold it yeah. together, and that would most likely do it good. The other thing that you okay. could help it with... Is cut a circle round the base of the tree. Yes. Remove the grass. Yes. And then you can feed into the soil. They grow a lot better if they haven't, if they're not competing with grass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I did do that when I put it in. Yeah. Uh, but it's the huge grass. Come on, come on, get out there. Get out there in the I'll garden. Do it now. Do it. There you go. How about that? <laughs> yeah. no, I'll do it when the program's finished. That's, that's what I like to hear. That's great news. That's well, okay. I don't know if it dies anyway. <laughs> yeah. And thank you very much for the picture. That does help us when we're talking about things. Okay. All right, then. Thanks for your help. Thanks very much Bye. indeed. That's Martin from Ipswich. Good to hear from him just across the border. June from Walton on the Nays, down by the sunny seaside. Is that right, June? Yeah, definitely. And it's very sunny today. Um, good morning, Ken. Hi. I have a very old magnolia, and it, it's absolutely a picture at the moment. It really is. But what I want to know is, I've, it's quite spindly. Can I, once it's finished flowering... I know you're not really supposed to cut no, them, are you? No, you can. Is, which one is it? Is it the large tulip one? Um, which, what flower? It's What's, a big white flower. A big white flower. Is yeah. it like a star or is it like a tulip? Is it an upright magnolia? Yeah, upright, yeah. And it's not It's not evergreen, like is it? The flowers are going upright as well. Yeah, and it's not an evergreen, is it? No. It loses its leaves. Yes, yeah. you can prune it. You prune it after flowering, give it a blooming good feed, and you will do well out of it. Now I, can pr I can prune it quite hard, can I? Yeah, magnolias take quite a bashing. You can reduce it. You won't get flower next year necessarily, but for the sake of getting it into a good shape, that's what you're doing. Right, OK. I, I, was, I was worried about it because I've cut odd bits of it off, you know, but it's quite spindly. It's beautiful now. Yeah. Um, it really is. But I thought, I, I, you know, I've read somewhere that you shouldn't really prune them. No, they, well, they say don't prune them, but quite honestly, you've got to prune to keep it the right shape, haven't you? So yeah, I, I it, prune it, I don't want it so spindly, you know? No, I prune magnolias, no problem at all. All right. Okay, that's lovely. Thanks very much. That's a pleasure. That's June from Walton on the Nays. Back to your gardening questions in a moment, but right now on the BBC Essex Gardening Hour podcast, we've got some top tips on things you could be getting on with the garden this week. Now, I'm going to start off by hoeing. Hoeing, hoeing and hoeing. I tell you what, I've got several gardens that I go to that have got... Um, sycamore trees all these sort of tree seeds they are everywhere they're like carpets so get them hoed off little grass annual weeds chickweed annual grass everything's coming up at the moment so hoe and hoe and hoe again if you've got pernicious weeds dig them out with a trowel and if they're really pernicious 
and a real pain, why not actually use a bit of spray on them? I'd use a glyphosate product. Uh, that's the quickest way of getting rid of them. Equally, if you've got a bramble problem while we're on weeds, brambles are starting to show their new growth at this time of the year. It's a great time to either be careful with it because it'll affect both these weed killers will affect all green plants. Use SBK and just paint it on the leaf of the fresh growth of brambles and it will eradicate it. You might need two goes, but it will get rid of it. So what else we got for you? Well, I've been um, talking to a few people who are doing a bit of turfing. The ground is beautiful to actually prepare. You can get a lovely tilth or lovely fine conditions. If you've got rough ground, buy in a bit of fine soil. Always buy a quality loam. Quality topsoil is worth its weight in gold. Don't go for cheap because a lot of the cheap stuff is not very good for your garden. So when you've leveled it all out, ideal for turfing at this time of year. But because it's been so dry, and I know we're promised a bit of rain next week, you'll need to water it in. You really will. Uh, the dew in the morning is not sufficient. So great time for turfing. Uh, you could do patching in as well. That's another thing you could do at this moment. Just scratch it out. Don't choose a, a week where there's going to be frost, but you could scratch out those bald areas and then use one of those sort of sowing kits that you can get with a bit of seed. Or just go and buy some seed. Throw it about. Get it on your lawn. Let's get those lawns lovely and thick because they did struggle last year, didn't they? The Gardening Hour podcast on BBC Essex with Ken Crowther. And we're staying in Walton on the nose, and we're going to Bob. Yes, Bob. Yes, I'm going to be a pain again. Why are you um, a pain? <laughs> I was complaining to you. What uh, is? You spoke to a lady just a moment ago regarding Paraffin greenhouse heater. heaters. Yep. Yeah. And I, I have to disagree with what you're saying okay. with regard to, um, you know, it's obviously had its day, and you know, go buy a new one. Well. No, I don't, no, hang on, hang on. I didn't actually say that. I said what I said was it sounds like the wick has burnt. Because that's, right that's the first <laughs> thing that happens. It's if you let the what I said was if it if the wick is allowed if the fuel is allowed to run out and the wick burns yeah, down, that. yeah. that's what will cause smoking. Because actually the wick isn't a wick anymore. It's like a carbon ring, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Then I said, so, well, if it's, I then I said, for misunderstanding you, but I would say this. Yep. That they, I, I don't believe anybody makes a proper, or well, for domestic purposes, put it that way, proper heaters for um, greenhouses. Um, greenhouses, because I bought one. Yep. From a nice um, outlet. Yep. Brought it in. Cleaned it up. Well, never cleaned it up. I've got it prepared and ready. Uh, let the um, the paraffin, uh, you know, soak on yep. to the actual thing properly. Yeah. And took it down to a low level so that it could start off and turn it up as and when. And every time I lit it, yeah, all I got was fumes, black smoke. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I said that's not very nice. I'm taking it back. Yeah. And what did they say? This one, sorry, not a lot. In fact, nothing. They just give me my money back. Then That's... I went to another one, which is yep. a which is another well-known one. Yeah. Bought some one completely different, or I thought was completely different. Exactly the same thing happened. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I, I used to use them making them like they should nowadays. No, I used to use an Aladdin in my greenhouse when I was at home with my mum and dad. I used to use an Aladdin. Was it? I don't I do magician. No, I know, but I think it was a Aladdin one. <laughs> and it was designed for greenhouses. It had a long chimney and it then tubes that went each way. It was, it was good. That's right, yeah. yeah. But that's what that this had. Perhaps but it we... was still no good. It still yeah. went blank. You know, I said, I'm not having this. So I took that one back and I've given up on it now. So go for electric. If, but the trouble is, if you no, go for electric... No, I won't. Oh, definitely not. It's expensive <laughs> to do, and also exactly. you've got to run the electric down there. So, in fact, you have a bit of a problem. If anybody else has got any good yeah. ideas for Bob, and I can't remember the lady, but anyway, uh, who the lady was... Well, I thought but... of a bonfire inside it, but the wife said, don't be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate <laughs> your call, Bob. I just, I just thought I'd let you know, because I yep. don't think there's much of a choice for domestic ones for... Well, not domestic ones, but ones intended for um, greenhouses. Okay. They're rubbish. Okay. Sorry. If anyway. anybody's got, and if anybody, Bob, has got a really good one that they bought recently, they could give us a call, couldn't they? Yeah, they could. <laughs> we'll wait and <laughs> see. Help. Thank you very much. That's Bob. He wasn't whinging, bobbing, walking on the nose, really. He was just telling the truth. Um, now, if you can help Bob, and I can't remember the lady's name, the lady who rang about the heater... Um, I think it was, I think it was June, but we'll check. If you can help them with a good oil, that's a paraffin oil greenhouse heater, you can give us a call on 0800 111 if you're using that method. Don't forget, that is the number to call, 0800 111 and you could be next online. In the meantime, I'm going to go to a couple of emails and text. Text is 81333. Start your message with the word Essex. Uh, we have got an email from Steve Swinney. Steve saying he's got um, some dogwoods, three-year-old dogwoods. He's never pruned them. Prune them. Cut them down. And he's relocating them. They were formerly in a pot. All are now in leaf. Don't worry about it. Prune them. And he says he's also got some dog roses, which I'd leave the dog ro roses until later on in season. Let them flower. Enjoy the flower and then cut them back next year as they don't look too big. But if they're untidy and you don't like them where they are, you can still prune roses at this time of the year. You'll get away with it. You can prune a dog rose quite hard. So hopefully that helps uh, Stephen Swinney. OK, Steve, if you've got any more questions, just uh, give us a call on 0800 111 But don't worry. Yeah, nice picture of that as well. That also helps a great deal. Um, a good chemical cleaner of the patio make up to make up concrete slabs. This is Barbara from Shoebury Ness. Um, good cleaner. If you've got black spots as well, is use black spot remover. That's one of the best. There's also Patio Magic, but Patio Magic won't get rid of your black spots because the black spots are impossible, very difficult to get, get rid of. Uh, but the black spot remover works. I have tried it. Let's now go back to the phones on 0800 Uh and we're going to be talking to Pauline in just a moment and David in Battlebridge. But before that, many of you are members of societies. You open your gardens for charity and you have events that are linked to gardening. We're going to add that to the podcast. Each week, we're going to do a list of what is on in Essex. So I want you to send me events, etc. 
just as the lady has uh, sent me Leah de la Haye Gardening Club um, information that has come through the mail and I will then put out what's going on there. So there are, that's a start. We're going to do some of the National Garden Scheme um, gardens that you could visit as well. And that's all going to be on the podcast. So what you need to do is send them to me uh, two weeks in advance, I want. If not, you won't get it on. I can tell you that because I need to put the list together carefully and then do it. So two weeks in advance, I need them. The address to write to on email is ken.crowther at bbc.co.uk. And alternatively, send it in the post. Ken Crowther, events, and send that to P.O. Box, BBC Essex, P.O. Box 765, Chelmsford, CM2 9XB. I'm going to talk to Pauline in Brighton in just a minute, just a little while, but I'm going to nip back to Malcolm because Malcolm has got something on paraffin heaters, haven't you, Malcolm? Yes, I have, Ken. Good morning to you, Ken. Hi. Um, first off, is I've got obviously a paraffin heater in my greenhouse. Yeah. And the cure for the black smoke, there's a product on the market which you can add to kerosene, because paraffin is so so expensive now. Yeah. Um, am I allowed to say the name? Yeah. Of what's, it? What product is it that you would it's add? Called Exocet. Exocet sounds like yeah. a, sounds like a missile missile. It does actually. It's very expensive. It's yeah. about thirty five pounds for about five hundred mil. But so you don't need to use too much of it. 500 mil, uh, five, 100 mil will dilute to 5,000 litres. Right. So it's very, very little that you need to use. Okay. And you mix and that, that with the paraffin? Smoking. And you mix that with the paraffin? Yes. Well, right. it's, well, I use kerosene, but you can mix it with the paraffin as well. Paraffin or kerosene you can yes, use, yeah? kerosene is so much cheaper. Right. Okay. And that will stop the smoking. Well, there you are. There's a man who knows. Thank can you I very much. Can just say one thing? As I also yes. rung in for something else. I've got a laurel bush. I say a laurel bush, not a laurel tree. It's about five foot across, six yep. foot high, yeah. and, and it's a conical shape. Mm-hmm. And it's getting very big, and I need to cut it back. Do it. Is it possible to cut it back, and when? Yeah, do it April, May time. No problem yep. at all. You can be quite How ruthless. How I go back? As hard as you like. Oh, if right. it's definitely a large leaf laurel, um, green. Yeah, I would say so. The leaves are about. Did I say laurel? You said laurel. I, I thought I said uh, it's a bay. Sorry. Bay. Equally, oh. you can do it with a bay as well. Bays will take I hard prune. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. April, and May. Go back fairly hard. Middle of April onwards. That's superb. Okay. Ken, thank you very much. Well, thank you for your paraffin information. That's what we want here. That's what it's all about here. We try and find people who have got good information to tell us about. And they are. There's some. Bright, Pauline in Brighton says, <laughs> what you've got in your garden then, Pauline? Uh, squirrels. Oh, <laughs> dear. One squirrel, I looked out the window and I see him digging and yep. he got a walnut in his mouth and went off with it. But then he'd been digging on me rockery. Now, do I dig up what he might have under there or will he remember to come back and collect them because I don't want a walnut tree. Would a walnut tree grow from a walnut? Oh, yes. Otherwise? Yes, yeah. they do. They do yeah. grow from where they put them. It's like you can get yeah. conch- conchers producing chestnuts. It's only tree. a small garden, you know. I couldn't right. cope with anything like that. Don't worry mm. because what will happen is you'll see the tree when it's very small and you can just pull it out. But chances oh. are squirrels will come back for what they've buried. They've got incredible memories on oh, where they, they put have. stuff. Oh, yeah. that's all right then. 
again because it's a rockery and I've got plants dotted about like in there. But I, uh, I see him digging there first and then he went on the border and got the actual walnut out and no, had it in his mouth and ran off with it. Just, in, just enjoy watching the cheeky little devil, yeah? All right then, okay then. So I've just got to wait till I see something coming up like that and then yeah, just and pull then it out. In, right. theory, in theory, when you're weeding, which you will be, yeah. it, just treat it as a weed and whop, whop it out. All right. All right. Thank you very much for that. Then that's Thank a pleasure. You. That's Pauline from Brightnessy asking about squirrels. Well, we back to your calls, texts, and emails. But let's take a final look at the top tips I've got for you this week. I'm going to start with them. Um, go back onto feeding, because feeding is so important. And what you want to do is feed with a granular feed. Now, everywhere in the garden, all plants could do with a good feed especially plants that you've perhaps pruned because they will need that extra boost. Just a warning that if you suffer with foxes, don't use a chicken pellet because they'll be digging up everything to get hold of the chicken pellets. But there's plenty of general fertilisers on the market that you can use in a granular form and use those. So they are, that's feeding. Um, and... I'm going to move straight onto lawns because lawns have got need feed as well. So your lawns, if you haven't cut them, you're in trouble because you need to cut them. Uh, don't cut them too short because that will destroy your lawn, particularly after last year. Uh, you can use feed and weed granules. Be very careful with those. Try and use an applicator. That's the best way because if you drop excess feed, you will burn at your lawn. Uh, Feed and weed if you haven't got too many weeds. If not, use a liquid lawn weed killer. Please note, I said liquid lawn weed killer. That's the important thing to remember. Don't use any weed killer. You can also get feed weed and moss as well. Um, but moss, I don't know. I give up on moss. I just feed them and the moss will grow as well as the grass. <laughs> so there are. There's a few things that you could be getting on with. Oh, and don't forget, start on the veg plot. Start to sow carrots, watch for the frost. Carrots, beetroot, look out for all those beetroots. There's some lovely coloured ones now. You can get yellow ones, red ones, white ones, and even the traditional ones. I like the traditional ones. But anyway, plenty to get on with in the garden this week. Let's go back to the phones and talk to David from Battlesbridge about your lawn. Is that right, David? Yes, I've got a big problem with my lawn, Ken. Uh, it's 178 square metres yep. and it's full of red anthills how do I get rid of them whoa that's a difficult one um, that is because I spoke to uh, Hyde Hall I spoke to Wisley and they tell me there's nothing I can do about it well to say there's no, are they actually producing hills <laughs> yes because it's dustbin leaks right are you actually lift, do you ever dig the, the hills away or not I've opened them up and stirred it up deep with a digging fork. Right, and, okay. Uh, Have you leveled it off? Right, and they I... still come back. Right, this is one that it, it will take you time, but there's a product called Ant Stop. Right. Now it's a spray. Yeah. Now, what you have to do is you have to do just what you do. Don't get too angry. Don't destroy the, the nest. But what you do is you just stir them up, make them come up to the surface. And then you spray them. Now, the spray does not kill the ant. Okay, so you're not going to find them all yeah. dead all over the top. Now, you'll have to keep doing this over and over again. 
Um, yeah. What they do is they take the take the chemical, you'll spray it onto the ant, and the ant will take it down to the nest. Right. Now, ants are very clean. They clean each other. They preen yeah. each other. So, therefore, they then absorb the poison. Right. It takes time. It is very long job. But there is no drench that I know of that you could put on your lawn to get rid of them. Yeah. So that is the best way. Can you, and that's it does work. So I'll get that at a decent garden nursery. Centre, nursery garden centre would sell Ant Stop and you want the spray. Ant Stop also right. do a several other products, but you want a ready-to-use spray. Right, so I'll stir it up, level it off, let the ants come up and then spray no, it on No, don't top. level it off. You just stir them up, make them come out the ground and then spray the little devils and then keep doing that over every two or three days. Just keep going round and doing it all the time. Uh, only I, I wanted to rope you hoe it over and relay it, but, uh, but there's no still, point. They'll no, keep coming up. They will keep coming, keep coming back. They will indeed. Okay? Right. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's uh, David from Battlesbridge. We're staying on lawns with Christine in Colchester as well, aren't we, Christine? Oh, hello there. Hi. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, my husband and I are at desperation points with our lawn. We moved into the bungalow last year um, and there was a perimeter of 12-foot conifer trees. Right. At first we thought we were going to be lovely as privacy, but we then decided that we didn't really like them. We had them removed last July completely okay. with the stumps. Good. So I've got a lovely perimeter border, which I'm hoping to start planting up with shrubs soon. Lovely. But the grass is in a dreadful condition, and we're wondering if it's probably the conifers sucked all the energy out of the lawn. And we really don't know what to do with it. It's a bit bumpy and holy. Weedy. Um, well, it might be. Our we don't know whether to try overseeding it or well, whether we should. The trouble is, if it's got have it renewed, if it's got humps and bumps, you, the only way you can do it is is knock off the bumps and fill in the holes with a good good quality soil or loam, and then yeah. overseed. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Depends on the size of the lawn on how big it is. You might be better to just. Get somebody in to give you a quote for turfing it, and they should spray it off, get rid of it, rotivate it, add some fertilizer, and then lay a lawn. Right. Uh, I think if it's got that many humps, bumps, and weeds, it, you could be better off with a new lawn. The trouble is, conifers will have taken a lot of goodness out of that lawn over a period of years. If the lawn, you've just said you've moved into there, so the lawn might have not been fed for many years and therefore hasn't got the stamina to keep going. It was very, when we moved in first of all, it was, it was like walking on a sponge to start with. And we spent a lot of time last autumn, cut, well, my husband did, cutting it and scarifying it. And the amount of thatch that we got out of it was colossal. So we think that it, it, it was probably just cut and that was all yeah. over a period of years. It's difficult to decide sitting here, you know, to tell you to have a new lawn. It was like the man I said, oh, throw the paraffin. I didn't say throw the paraffin heater away. I said, if it's a very old one, get a new one. But in fact, yeah. I hear that the new ones aren't that better either. But anyway... Um, it's it's difficult for me to sit here and uh, say, you know, you've got a rotten lawn, buy a new one. Do you see what I'm saying? No, that's right, because we realise it's it's a very expensive venture. It's not it's not cheap to have a new lawn, but it's equally not... How much not, would you think? It's about 100 and... You can't... 100, 120 square you can't, 
I wouldn't hazard a guess. No. You'd be better to get somebody to give you, a couple of people to give you mm. a price. But always go to reputable people or somebody that you could recommend, that has recommended you. Does that yeah, make right. sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah? All right, then. All right, Christine, but have you. a look at, but and then they might also give you advice. If you go to a good landscaper, you, they might give you advice on whether they could get your lawn round to something or it will be a cheaper option to have a new one. How about that? Yeah, okay, thank you. Right. Can I just ask you very quickly, where, of the, um, where the fir trees were taking away, taken yes. away, they first of all came and cut them, and then they came back and they ground out the stumps. stumps. Yep. I've over time, sort of last autumn, really after they'd done it, I was just forever raking out the residue, sort of the woody pieces. You could dig those in, but you need to add a lot of good humus in it, either some well, and I mean very old rotted manure, yeah, or something like that. You need to get some goodness back into that ground. If not, that bed stuff in that bed will not grow. Right, it's, it seems very light, the soil there at the moment. Is that that's because of the amount of wood residue in it, I take it? Yes, yeah. Yeah, OK. All you, right, then. You've got to add a lot of, lot of stuff into it to make it work. So if I put it in now, the um, manure, I can't yeah. really plant on it at the moment. No, I wouldn't no, plant on it yet. It make anyway. it work. Get it working. Get it working. All right? <laughs> Okay, thank you very much. That's a pleasure. You can still squeeze you in on 0800 111 if you like. We can squeeze in one more, one or so more calls if, you, if you've got one. In the meantime, Kay has said, I've, I've a stellar magnolia tree which has catkins but does not flower. Is there anything I can do to help it flower? Now, in theory, it shouldn't be having catkins if it's a magnolia tree. Um, I think you mean it's having like buds that fall off. If so, it has dried out during the period from July to September last year. I think that's what's going on, Kay. It doesn't sound like a magnolia tree because it shouldn't have catkins. So I don't know. I don't know the answer for you, Kay, on that one. But there you go. Okay. Um, we've got one from Russell and Kathy in Malden. Great show as always. Why isn't it longer? We have three small veg patches and have tremendous success every year with peas run a and broad beans, radish, chilli, tomatoes, but all efforts with carrots have failed miserably. Can you talk us through what you think you should be doing or doing wrong? The soil is good condition, as well-rotted manure dug in every year. Um, don't put well-rotted manure in um, where you're going to plant the carrots, and then use a stick, make a sort of hole, uh, a sort of conical-shaped hole, Get some John Innes seed compost. Put the John Innes seed compost into that hole and then put three seeds in each hole. And you can plant them at like inch distances all the way along the row. And then you can get rid of the one that you don't want. You just pull them out and leave one in or you wait till they grow to small carrots and then you can use them in salad. So they are. Hopefully that helps you. If it isn't, Send me an email, ken.crowther at bbc.co.uk. Len from Allthorns got a question, haven't you, Len? Uh, yes, morning, Ken. Hi. Yeah, last year I bought a small lemon tree in a pot, right. yeah. know, full of lemons. And um, this, I put it, brought it indoors over Christmas, uh, sorry, over the winter, yep. because it seemed a bit cold <clears throat> in the greenhouse. But leaves were dropping off, uh -huh. all falling off. 
when I spoke to the chap who I bought it from, he said that's it needs more light. Yes. So anyway, I put it back out in the greenhouse where it is at the moment, but covered with a plastic bag so it doesn't get oh. too cold. No, you don't want plastic bags. They're not good. Yeah, right. carry on. And uh, But the branches seem to be dying back. All the leaves seem to have gone brown, except one little leaf that's left. The lemons are still hanging on the tree. <laughs> now, I believe that I did transplant it, and he said half soil and half her- ericaceous soil, a mix. Was that correct? Yeah, you won't go far wrong with that. When did When did you replant it? Oh, it was about, oh, it must have been at least six, when I, well, when I first got it. Because Last year. It was very small. Oh, that's all right. No, 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 that's fine. I think what you've done is, you, you by having it indoors, you see, they'll take down to, yeah, minus two or three degrees, a lemon tree. Mm-hmm. So you possibly could have been better to have left it in the cold greenhouse and then bought, you want horticultural fleece. That's what you want over it. Right. Yeah. Yep. So always use horticultural fleece in preference to polythene. Polythene will not stop the cold going through. Cold goes through polythene very fast. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's what you need to do. Um, What I would do now is it's in the greenhouse. Don't water it much. Only water it if it dries out completely. Yeah. Scrape the bark and you will be able to see if it's green anywhere and then cut off any dod dead that is not green. I think it might come back. I'll keep my fingers crossed as much as you. Don't do anything else. Don't feed it. Don't do anything with it. What, Just, not at all this year? F- no, you mustn't feed it unless it's got leaf, and I'm trying to get it back into leaf for you. Right, OK. So, so don't, it, if, it, if it does survive and bring leaves, you can, you can feed it? Then start feeding, yes. Right. What, what, what with any particular I'd thing? use a citrus food. There's great citrus foods on the market, and they work really well. Oh, right. OK. okay. I'll yep. Thank you, Ken. OK, that's a pleasure. Right. And there are. That's the last call of the day. Um, and we've got another text here and that's from Daphne how do I get rid of lesser celandines is there a weed killer you can suggest well you've got to use a weed killer that has got glyphosate in it it's as easy as that so glyphosate is the one to use and look out for one with glyphosate but you need to get it on right now because celandines are in flower right now so you've got to get on with it and do it right now thanks very much for listening to the BBC Essex Gardening Hour podcast If you missed any of the answers to the questions we gave, you can download this programme and take it with you on the BBC Sounds app. Don't forget, if you have a gardening question for us, give us a call on 0800 111 and be part of the programme. Yes, that's every Saturday morning on BBC Essex from 11.